You know what time it is? Oh, the only show time. It's five o'clock Thursday, people. Woo! Sorry, a little bit energetic, maybe. Uh, just going to add our sports fans, or rather our vineyard for this week. Come in at Fairmount. We have invited them. Uh, welcome, everybody. I hope you've had a good week. Unfortunately, we're back on screens again. We've not been shut down yet. We're back. We're Oh, and here we come with Fairmile. Hello, can you oh. see me? Hello, Fairmile. Hello. Hello, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can, Jan, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good, can you see me all right? Uh, you're a, a cloud at the moment, by the looks of it. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, what do I have to do for that? Oh, oh we've got That's a Fairmile more... background now, I like that. Oh, I know. Hang on. I know what that is. There we go. Oh, there we go. Now we see. My, my camera was facing the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me introduce you. So, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, this is episode five of uh, me, Andy, aka the Devon Wine Guy, and Ollie, the winemaker and video manager at Cancun Estate. And uh, this is the Andy and I show. And we're very, very pleased uh, to have Jan from uh, Fairmile Vineyard over in Henley, uh, on Thames, uh, today, this week. Uh, so. Thank you very much, Jan, first of all, uh, for speaking to us. It's a, a great pleasure to have you. It's, uh, all, it's my pleasure entirely. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, very welcome. Uh, and so I think, um, Jan, as, as we normally do with, with everybody here, uh, firstly, I've got a nice little glass. We've got a little glass in front of us. But um, secondly, uh, why don't you kick off uh, for everybody um, in the audience and also the, the people that hopefully are going to uh, replay this and see all of our lovely faces on screen later on, um, a little bit about uh, Fairmile and where exactly you are in Henley, if that helps for, for everybody that's local, uh, and, and we'll take you from there, if that's okay. Okay, yes indeed. Well, we are extremely easy to find. Um, all over the world, uh, a lot of vineyards tend to be tucked away in the back of beyond somewhere, down the end of a, a farm track in the back of beyond. But um, Fairmile Vineyard is quite unusual in that we are inside a town boundary and within walking distance of a train station. And we do attract a fair number of visitors, particularly from London, uh, with the opening of the Elizabeth Line. It's very easy to get to Paddington Station and then on to uh, Henley. And visitors like to walk across town. I mean, when all said and done, it's a very pretty town to walk through. Or you could go along the river and look at the famous regatta course. So uh, during the summer, and even at freezing times of the year, we get hordes of visitors wanting to uh, tramp around the vineyard. So basically, we are on the main arterial A road, heading north out of Henley towards Oxford, if that helps. Yep. Uh, and as I say, we're within the town boundary. The sign that welcomes you to Henley is still a few hundred metres beyond where we are. So uh, as I say, quite unusual. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's, that's given everyone scope and everyone uh, that's uh, in that area or in London. There's your visit right there. Yeah. yeah, and the name of the road we're on is the Fairmile. Um, uh, obviously, hundreds of years ago, uh, somebody decided it's a very fair road. It's very picturesque. It's got a double row of uh, turkey oaks on either side, like a kind of boulevard, and it's a mile long. So that's where we got our name from. Fantastic. And, and what sort of um, size are you over there, Jan, in terms of sort of hectares or um, acres or, or even numbers of vines? Um, just for uh, okay. Yeah, I'll run some statistics past you. The whole plot is 14 and a half acres, uh, but we have our house on site with gardens and a few outbuildings like the tractor shed and, and actually this, this annex that I'm sat in, that, that is the vineyard over my shoulder. 
Um, so we've only planted out uh, half the total, which is seven and a half acres, uh, uh, or almost exactly three hectares if you prefer to work in those units. Um, we have 12,000 vines in the ratios of 40% Pinot Noir, 20% Pinot Meunier, and 40% Chardonnay. Uh, so you might have guessed from that, we only make sparkling wine. Uh, people ask me, do we make still wine? And I say, well, the varietals we've planted, they are hybrids specifically cloned to produce sparkling grapes. And actually, they would make truly terrible still wines. They'd be very sharp, very acidic. And also, I'd have to change our logo. Um, our logo is the, if you can see it, it's a, it's a Henley rowing oar crossed with an exploding bottle. So uh, that rather gives the game away that we're only into sparkling wine. And also, to be honest, um, I can't think of any champagne houses that make still wines. Um, you need different equipment at the winery, and really it's a different market. So we made the decision first off uh, that we would uh, try and try and specialise in sparkling wines. And the, the perceived business wisdom is get good at doing one thing and do it well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And yeah, we can definitely um, definitely vouch for that and agree agree to that as well. And uh, I think it's. Um, I think the, the more you can be a, have your own USP as well for, for what you're producing and, and being the best at that um, is, is definitely referenced rather than trying to be everything to all, which, as we know, typically doesn't work, um, especially in the UK climate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ollie. Yes. Over to you. So um, you've obviously made sort of sparkling wine at the moment. Have you got a, a, like a, a gem that you like to make the most of in terms of in your collection of wines? Do you do a single variety? Is it always blended sparklings you do? Um, like the classic varietals? Or do you do a Blanc de Noir perhaps? Or Blanc de Blanc? Uh, well, uh, yes and no to all of those questions. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit embarrassed that at the moment our only offering is we do a white and a rosé. We, we call the white our classic cuvee and the rosé, we're so proud of the colour of this, we, we've put it in a clear glass bottle. I mean, for me, that is the colour of an English summer. It's a beautiful salmon pink colour. Um, but having said that, um, in 2007, oh, sorry, 2017, we had an abundance of Chardonnay grapes, more than we really needed. And of course, you don't want to throw away uh, perfectly good fruit. So we asked the winemaker to produce us uh, 1,500 bottles of uh, Blanc de Blanc, sparkling, obviously Blanc de Blanc. And that will be coming out at the end of this year in time for Christmas. And it will say on the label, it will be a vintage, it will be pure 2017 uh, uh, Blanc de Blanc. Um, we didn't want to put all those grapes into the mix of our general wine because it would have made that year's vintage rather Chardonnay heavy and it would have it still would have been nice, but it, it would have tilted the balance away from our signature flavours. And we have a couple more in the pipeline. In 2018, it went the other way, and we picked too many Pinot grapes. So guess what? We're going to be launching a 2018 Blanc de Noir sparkling wine. Uh, again, that'll be a vintage with a, uh, with a label, uh, a date on the label. Um, and we have one other in the pipeline. Um, Next year will be our 10th anniversary of planting the vineyard. So we are going to launch a founder's reserve. And um, our very first harvest was in 2015, but we've, we've been very sneaky and we've left 500 bottles still on the lees at the winery and it's still there now. Uh, I mean, it was sublime when it launched. It won some quite prestigious awards as soon as it came out. 
And it's been there another three or four years um, getting even better. And it, even I haven't tasted it. I can't tell you what it's like, but uh, I just know it'll be fantastic. So um, we will uh, we'll disgorge that next year. And uh, as I say, we'll launch it as a special anniversary edition to commemorate uh, our 10 years here. Yeah, that's very amazing. exciting. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I think like one of the... Uh, one of the things I should probably advertise everybody uh, on on the call as well, and, and watching it is the the sheer amount of awards actually you've won, Jan. It's, it's, it's quite quite amazing, and so congratulations um, to Thank you the wine making area. Because if, if you if everyone goes on the Fair Mile uh, Vineyard website, which I recommend you do, then it's uh, it's very very impressive for, for the amount of years that you've been running as well to have already a very established award winning business is yeah. uh, something that I think you should be very proud of, and obviously it's. And um, definitely, it's definitely becoming one on the list for Ollie and I as we do our planet plot our tours uh, and our road trips uh, um, in later later months past harvest. Uh, we'll definitely be um, uh, giving you a giving you a show again because I think that's, that's it's amazing um, to see what see what you've been able to do. Well, I'd like to persuade your viewers that it's all thanks to my magic green fingers that we uh, grow these wonderful grapes. But I suspect that it's more to do with the wonderful uh, terrain behind me. The, the French always talk about uh, terroir, don't they? And I, I really do think that's critical to everything. So we, we do have a couple of um, advantages here where we are in Henley. I'll just tell you about those. We are on a steep south-facing slope. Um, it's a one in three incline. Everybody who turns up rather underestimates it. They, uh, they look at it and think, oh, that's nothing. And then when they're about halfway up and they're on their hands and knees and their tongues are hacking out, they, they realize it's quite a steep incline. And of course, that acts like a giant solar farm. It, uh, yeah. it captures all the available sunlight, it, it enables the, um, the roots to drain, uh, so any excess water runs away where we don't want it, and in May time any excess frost will roll down to the bottom where we haven't planted any vines. And also we're in a nice valley, um, a, a wonderful breeze passes down our valley, you, you can sometimes feel it on your face, even on a warm summer's day, you can feel a nice breeze coming along the valley, which is very critical vineyards what that's doing is it's it's drying out the bunches of grapes and pre uh, preventing attack by mildew um, it's a bit like hanging your washing on the line so uh, mm -hmm. uh, we, we we do strip away excess leaves that when they're at the end of their life and we open up the canopy so our grapes can get the absolute maximum amount of sunshine and breeze on them and that just gives us uh, wonderful tasting grapes. You should see the picking gang when they come round uh, normally October. They're, they're stuffing their mouths full of grapes going, oh, these are tasty, uh, very nice, wonderful. Oh, you've given, you've given our pickers very bad ideas now, yeah. We, we, we start tomorrow for our uh, Ortega, and uh, we, we've got Ortega Varato that we're very excited about in our top field. And uh, just if anyone is watching that is picking That's tomorrow, right. you are not eating our grapes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so Jan, if we take it away from your vineyard for a second and we look at um, what you like to drink, so if obviously I'm sure you like your own produce, I hope you like your own produce and obviously drink that regularly like, like we do, um, but what would be your go-to, would you say, outside of um, your own um, produce in terms of where you like to drink? Well, the funny thing is, Andy, um, a, a lot of people ask us, do we drink our own wine? Um, and I, I reply to him, it would be a bit like eating your favourite meal every evening. After about a week, you're, you're, you're a bit fed up, aren't you? You want something diverse. So, of course, if we are having a family celebration, birthday, Christmas and whatnot, we'll, obviously we're going to serve our own wine to our guests. I'm not going to serve somebody else's sparkling wine. But the rest of the time, um, 
you know, if, if we're sitting down having a TV dinner on our lap, we'll, we'll buy a six-pound bottle of screw top uh, from the supermarket. Uh, or, but one of my favourites is um, years and years ago, I signed up with a, a well-known wine merchant, and um, every year I get offered their en primeur wines, which means um, what I'm buying is some very famous French Chateau Grand Cru, that kind of stuff, uh, while it's still in the barrel. So it's a bit of a punt, but you, you trade on their reputation. They're, you trust that when it's bottled, they're, they're going to make a good fist of it. And um, then it gets uh, it gets exported from France uh, into a bonded warehouse in the UK. And I leave it there for a decade or more to go on maturing. Um, and uh, finally, when my family do descend on me for Christmas or whatnot, I can produce a wooden case of the most sumptuous uh, Grand Cru uh, wines you, you, you've ever tasted. My family are amazed that I can afford this, but actually, the thing is, I bought it quite cheaply because uh, it was on Primeur. So there's there's a there's a tip for your for your viewers. It was a tip for everybody. And uh, what time do you what time do you want me? We're jumping the car now. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you've got you've got until Christmas Day, so you'll be okay. It'll take us that long from Devon. <laughs> Um, no, that's, I mean, that's great advice to everybody as well. And Entrepreneur is a great way of, um, as you point, as you said as well, getting some really, really good quality, like highest quality, really, um, wines. The, the, the problem I have with all of that, Jan, is you just have to wait. Uh, you, have to wait you have to wait years for it just to sort of, uh, I know it tastes amazing to start with, but really, to do it justice, you have to leave it to, to sit there. And I have terrible, terrible problems with, I get itchy feet, itchy feet after a while. And uh, it, it becomes, uh, yeah, I have to try and be patient, as Ali says. I'm very impatient. We're, we're trying to make a red wine in Devon here this year, and I'm very impatient. Uh, oh, yeah. 18 months. Well, it's it's like anything with wine. It's a matter of getting ahead. So what, what, once you've been buying the stuff for a few years, you left it in bond, then eventually you can go on releasing it year by year. You've built up a nice cash in the warehouse. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Yeah, we got <laughs> our stocks this year looking quite low. It's pretty good, though. Coming this year, how's your crop looking? Are you pleased with it so far? Are you happy with it? Yes, um, a lot of our visitors have been worrying themselves about our vines. Uh, you know, when the temperature went over 40 degrees at Heathrow Airport, which is only half an hour's drive from here, uh, people were saying, oh, are your vines okay yet? Yeah. So I, I pointed to the trees and I said, look, the trees have got a lovely lush green canopy. And of course our vines uh, had a lush green canopy for the simple reason they put down extremely deep roots. Uh, yeah. We're sitting on a chalky, flinty marl which acts like a sponge. So when you get that heavy rain all winter, the, uh, the slope soaks up the water and, and then the vines uh, carry on sipping it throughout the summer. So they weren't at all stressed, they weren't fussed. In fact, I think the vines were saying to me, heat wave? What heat wave? Bring it on. Uh, they, they were loving it. So it is going to be good harvest. Um, we're almost completely free of disease. Uh, we'll be picking a, at least a week earlier than usual. Uh, because the, the grapes are nearly ready, and uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be good wine. You, you've just got to wait a few years before you can drink it, unfortunately. Little, little test here and there doesn't hurt, though. Little, little test, just to, just to see that it's, it's coming along. That's, that's, that's my uh, premise. Just a little taste here and there, you know, just to, just to check we're on the right path. <laughs> I know. I, I, hope, uh, I hope my wife, Anthea, isn't watching this uh, on a different device, because when we go down to the winery, I say to you, you're supposed to spit it out. She goes, oh, you're driving, get it down. <laughs> Perfect. So I, 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 yeah, exactly. Like I like Anthea very much by sounds of it. <laughs> so, in terms of um, what people and viewers can can come and do at the vineyard as well, um, can they come and see you and, and take a little tour um, 
of the vineyard as well? Uh, or And is there a shop or are they going online? Where, where, where should they buy your product? I know it's been selling out very well, so I know it's not as easy to come by um, as, as it might be, but where? What's the, what's the best thing for them to do? Well, yes, to all the aforementioned questions, um, we do welcome visitors. Um, it's a lovely experience uh, wandering around the vineyard. If, if you do have enough energy to climb up to the top, you're in the Chilterns area of outstanding natural beauty, and you, you'll find you're often looking down on the red kites uh, circling around below you. So it is a magical experience. We, we, we have people come from quite a long way away purely to visit the vineyard, and then they'll follow up with a lovely meal in Henley Town Centre, because obviously, you know, Henley's packed full of nice uh, pubs and restaurants. Um, we do have a, a shop which uh, we open three days a week, uh, obviously for the benefit of locals. Um, the trouble is, if you just turn up, the, the chance I could be driving my tractor around, I won't even hear if you ring at the bell. So it's always best to make an appointment if you want to have a visit, or look on our website uh, for our shop opening hours. Um, and the other thing is, of course, we do have an online shop. Um, it, it's, you know, like Amazon, you, you put in your credit card details, your address, and it gets couriered uh, anywhere in the UK uh, mainland. Um, and there are, there are outlets. Um, some of our wine goes through wholesalers. And you know what? I have, I have no control over who they sell it to. They obviously, they'll then send, sell it on to their contacts around the country. And I've heard of uh, people, visitors saying, oh yeah, I found your wine in Northamptonshire or Liverpool or, or places like that. And I have no idea how it got there. But uh, I'm just grateful that people are, around the country are able to enjoy our wine anyway. So um, uh, uh, one of our preferred outlets is fine wine merchants. You know, the kind of independent shop with the owner's name above the above the door, well, uh, do go in and just, just inquire, ask, ask them if they have fair mild wine from Henley and you might get lucky. That was really good. Fantastic. We'll, we'll, we'll be coming very soon now. Yeah, we yeah. Will be, uh, we'll be making uh, our appointment so that we can come yeah. and see uh, yeah. <laughs> and make it there as well. Bring it, just bring it secateurs. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah, we, we, we'll bring, we'll be around. Well, we will have done, we'll have done one lock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, hopefully. But uh, yeah, so uh, everyone heard it there first. Uh, make sure, if you can, uh, book an appointment um, and you get to see Jan. Uh, check the uh, online hours. You can buy an online shop as well. If you're in the Henley area, if you're in the London area, it, is. it doesn't have to it's be Henley. Place. If you're in the London area, right. get yourself on that train. Even better, don't drink and drive. Grab the train. <laughs> Away you go. See, we're, we're, we're also looking after people's safety on this show as well. Exactly. Obviously, you are, although we, we, we do prefer people to drive because that way they can carry away more wine. <laughs> yeah. Better still, go in a big group, have yeah, a, a designated driver, a minibus. There we go, yeah, get a minibus. Otherwise, just have a, a designated driver, pack the uh, boot full of Fair Mile, and you'll have a very, very good time, I'm sure. Yeah. You will indeed. If you look at some of our Instagram posts, you'll see we've had people at all sorts of odd times of the year. You'll, you'll see people in the middle of winter with no leaves at all on the vines. They're muffled up in coats and hats and scarves. I'm lighting up my industrial bougie, my candles that normally used to dry frost out the vineyard. Well, I'm using them to keep the visitors warm, uh, but they still love it. It's still a beautiful experience. And the good thing is I don't have to chill the wine up there either because it's cold enough. So, uh, <laughs> Come any time of year, you'll always be welcome. Just uh, just book in advance, phone or email. So we, we ask a random question, Jan, to everybody on this show. I mean, we ask lots of random questions because it's me and him. You know, yeah, and we, we, we don't have an awful lot of sense between us. But uh, in general, we, we ask a question of if you weren't um, in the wine making business and you didn't have your vineyard, what would you do instead, do you think? 
I would be working in telecoms. And uh, the joke is, I, I tell people sometimes, it was children that drove me to drink. Um, it, was, uh, it was about... <laughs> About a dozen years ago, after the first of our two daughters had been born, I, I said to my wife, Anthony, that really I wanted to wind back my corporate career in telecoms, where I've been gallivanting around the country in a company car, staying overnight in hotels, you know, this sort of thing. And I just wanted to set up my own business, working from home, long before working from home became fashionable, and uh, you know, set up my own business and do something I enjoy. So Anthony was totally supportive. She said, fine, what do you want to do? And uh, it turned out that I've been making wine as a hobby for 30-odd years. And I, I explained to her, I'd like to turn a hobby into a career. I, I know about making wine now. I need to learn about how to grow good grapes to make wine. So that's really my backstory. Uh, I'd be uh, back in telecoms, I guess. <laughs> so he chose wise and death. Winemaking is a... Isn't it fun? It's very fun. It, yes. It's great, especially rewarding. this time of year. This time of year is very rewarding. After a hard, long slog through the year, and beautiful weather it's going to make it all worthwhile and we're going to love the love the end of the uh, end of the year so just want to get it in now i bet you're sort of scratching at the door like, right run that through in i am i want it all in a little bit wow lots to make there we go uh, so thank you very well that, on that note <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much jan you've been fantastic for those people that are anywhere near london or henley or either, or go to the Chilterns, make sure that you head over to Fairmile uh, and see Jan and uh, taste his wonderful wine. Again, he's been making uh, great waves and really impressive award-winning uh, wines already, so make sure you're there. Um, unfortunately, probably the rest of you will hear from us again next Thursday. We'll probably be knee-deep in uh, grapes because we'll be harvesting again, but we may even do a bit of a live one whilst we're on the, uh, on the vines. If hopefully lucky. nothing goes wrong. Yeah, hopefully nothing goes wrong. If not, we'll be back in two weeks. No, yeah. we'll be back in one week. Uh, but from us, yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you very much, Jan. Take care, Jan. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Bye then.